Okay, so let me just tell you how hard this was. Oh, oh welcome to Shadow Speaks, uh, Isa. Come, uh, come here. Uh, let me just tell you how hard this was. Okay, so I uh, cannot go over to other people's homes because of COVID, and we don't know who's exposed. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm recording. I have a guest on, by the way. I'm recording my part, and then he's going to be recording his part separately. We're not talking to each other like the normal conversation just now. We will in the future. Uh, but today we're talking to Joshua Marshall, a uh, former construction worker. Um, and we're going to talk about the job because we need to get this economy rolling again. Um, and I think what's beneficial to everyone and why you should stick around and listen to this is... I think this is a side of the story that you don't really hear about in the, the daily life, the mental health. Um, what does this have to do with indigenous issues? It's actually a great opportunity for a lot of people, and we're going to need it to rebuild this economy. And so it's something that I think that uh, for people that do have criminal records or um, are just trying to get a job and live in more kind of poverty areas if people want to get a skill set just get paid just survive uh this is something that's great i'm really excited to talk to you about it so josh uh tell me specifically what it was that you did um we're going to talk about the mental health in a in a minute here but first i think it's just important to establish what um what it was exactly that you did as a construction worker you did uh specific things if i remember correctly you were a forklift operator so Christopher, I was not a uh, forklift driver as I was a sheet metal worker, but as part of our union, we can get uh, licenses to run machinery like that, like boom lifts, scissor lifts, forklifts, learn how to signal cranes. I mean, that's an, those are all kind of every trade kind of thing where they can operate some of these machinery. Um, most job sites will have people that are the designated forklift driver, but still usually a crew has a couple of people that can also drive one. And, but yeah, no, I was a sheet metal worker. So I installed duct work, which I mean, is it's pretty fun to do actually. Uh, being a union member, uh, technically, even when you're not working, you're on a list to go anywhere that like, so you say what city you're trying to go like be dispatched from. And it's like a 60 mile radius if I remember correctly. And yeah. Um, what was the really garbage part of your work? Uh, what do you just not, not enjoy at all? What would just sucked? Uh, Cause I want to, I want to be transparent about, you know, this, this opportunity is that it's not the best thing in the world. And then after this, I'll, I'll ask you another question about, um, how you found joy and it'll sound funny because I repeated it and you know that it's coming. Um, but yeah, yeah. What just sucked, which just really sucked and you don't like it. And you're just like, no, I don't like this. This is gross. I hate it. And, and just made you sad. So what made me sadder was garbage is when I first started, I really didn't know anything. Um, I barely knew how to use any kind of tools and some of the people just really didn't give me a chance. But now that there are people that have been giving me a chance, I have been improving my skills exponentially and no, I don't have any complaints right now. I mean, there's always the things that are with construction, I guess, that are, there's always some health risks. It's, I mean, you can literally die at any time on a job site, but they've taken so many precautions nowadays to try to prevent you from getting hurt at all. And you see so many of the old timer, old timers walking around with with either a whole finger gone, a half finger gone, giant scars on their face, just something from an old injury from working in the trade. And nowadays there's so many safety precautions that, that I haven't seen that happen at all to when it used to be a common thing. But 
Yeah, no, it's good now. I just had a rough start, but getting better. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say this earlier. Um, thanks for being here. <laughs> I, I didn't... I don't think I ever said that, uh, and, and uh, that was kind of rude. I apologize. Okay, so next question. Uh, what... What do you do to deal with those just sucky coworkers? I did not ask the question you thought I was going to ask. Uh, you thought I was going to ask another question, but how do you deal with with just people that just suck? That just you don't—they're just unreasonable. You don't think you could do anything. Every job has them. Um, how do you just get through it? I guess you know this might be a stupid question. And some people would say there's no stupid questions, but I feel like it's a dumb one. What? How do you deal with it? So the way I first try to deal with the coworkers is just kind of stay quiet, but my mouth or my facial expressions say everything about me and they could always tell it was getting to me. Um, eventually I just kind of bucked up, but I was waiting for some, I was biding my time till someone would show me a little bit of stuff like actually like want to teach me something. And then when they taught me that I was, I tried my best to actually be really good. So then that person would, would realize that I'm more than just what these people have been saying about me. And in fact, I still talk to that person all the time. Uh, they, we call you every once in a while to see how we're doing, but he was the first person that actually gave me a chance and I am very grateful for it because I almost quit. Um, honestly, I'm kind of thankful for the way they treated me because it made me grow thicker skin. But it took me a while afterwards to realize that, I mean, a couple of the guys shouldn't have jumped in. And when we went to a different job site, they actually were a lot friendlier to me. And they started realizing my chance, my, like what I had to offer as well. And that I was an open mind and ready to learn. It just took me going into work every day and trying to get stuff done. And I mean, it took me a little bit to learn that though. I let it affect my work and it affected me pretty hard. I was given a chance to redeem myself on another job site. and I was very proud of how much different it was. And how nice that crew was and trying to nurture and teach and set a healthy atmosphere for it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of the people that will look down on you, especially if you're younger, because they don't want the younger people to come in because of all the stuff that is said about us. But, I mean, there's also, for each of those people, there's also someone that's there that wants you to learn wants to wants to hand off their knowledge to someone to keep on their legacy in the trade so to speak be like oh yeah i know this guy taught me oh cool this guy he taught me this too and so then you guys can kind of try to have something to talk about and reminisce about old times about someone who was actually a really good person um no not everyone's bad there's every once in a while you got to say something back that's kind of mean and i mean you also got to try to persevere, grow thicker skin, I guess, is what I had to do, which I know is not possible for everyone. But So, um, cultural thing, I, I'm curious about, uh, what is the culture like? And I, this will be a series of questions, and I'll just do them individually. Uh, one is, uh, what's, what's the behavior, what, what are the people like, the, the, the people that you're dealing with, like, I think we kind of talked about this and how you deal with difficult people, but what are they just like in general? What is the social relationship like with coworkers? Is it something where you talk to other people? Is it, are you just isolated majority of the time you're doing your own thing? I think it's different for different people, but, uh, I, I'm curious. There, there's kind of, I think this thing that's applied to uh, construction workers in large is that they're just a bunch of guys that go on lunch break and then they they usually holler at women that go by um but i don't imagine you probably didn't do that because you don't you don't you know you don't really come off as being like a total like 
piece of crap. I mean, I've known you for a while, and you haven't been, like... No, I haven't really noticed that. So, yeah, it just... What is the, the culture like that's... Um, what are the relationships like with your, your coworkers? What is something that people can expect uh, when working with other construction workers? Or, or do you even? Do you even talk to people? How do you talk to your boss? How do you talk to just get along with people, I guess? Is there a certain thing that you have to do, basically? I don't know. Just these kind of things. Um, what do you think? Well, with the coworker thing, like dealing with coworkers on a normal day, it all depends on the kind of person you're working with. If you're working with a snotty person, you just got to prepare for that. Like try to be quiet, but also keep an eye, a, a, a thick skin about it. And every once in a while, if they leave themselves open and say a little joke, and sometimes they respect you a little bit more for that. I actually had a guy that respected me more for that. Um, and I, and I said something really mean to him, uh, I mean, that guy and I are friends. We never really thought we weren't friends. We were just kind of mean to each other. Um, no, there's definitely the guys that will holler at girls. Uh, it's a lot more rare these days than it was back in the day. Um, most of the time, even when it is people that are doing it, it's a bunch of the older people doing it that are used to being able to do that. Nowadays, if you get caught doing that, there's, there's a lot of issues. Um, dealing with nice people is always great because you can sit there and joke and have fun. As an apprentice, I am always with – or I should, I'm usually always around journeyman trying to learn and being taught something. Most of the time, I've noticed it's a journeyman and apprentice team that always go out and do something together. And that's kind of your assigned journeyman at that point. Um – no, I've had some really great people I've worked with, and I've had some not so great. It's actually the further I get into the trade, the nicer the people are because the more I know and the more they respect me. But, I mean, it was right when I first started out. It was these couple people, man, that were really good for me to be able to work with. And I hope one, one day I get to work with them again to show them how much I've improved and what I can do now and say, Hey, look, remember when you taught me this, it took me like a week to learn something that should have taken me 20 minutes, but <laughs> Hey, look, I mastered it now or not. So mastered it, but I got better at it. <laughs> you know, I made it my own, did found my, found out my own tricks instead of doing just yours. But Hey, this is based off of something you taught me, you know, and, that's that always makes someone happy being able to hear from their apprentice. I hear people talk about it all the time saying like, Oh man, that one apprentice I, I, I taught back in the day, they showed me so much stuff and, or not showed me, but like apprentices can always teach people too, but I showed them so much stuff. Sorry. <laughs> is there like, uh, this is another question. Is there any, uh, unsaid stuff that just kind of is understood between, uh, when, when you go work in construction, that it's an unsaid thing. Um, I don't know really how to explain that. Uh, but you, you know how uh, there's sort of social rituals that people have. Uh, I, I want to think of like... Um, okay, so like... There, there's certain things like, when I'm doing this, don't talk to me. Or... or uh, there's certain cues or behaviors that uh, people give off that that tell you you're supposed to do a certain thing or I, I don't know uh, the way people treat each other or I don't know. Hopefully you can think of something. If not, it doesn't matter. We could just cut this out and ask another question. So you were talking about unspoken rules. My the biggest unspoken rule that I tell people is. If anyone says stop, you always stop, no matter what you are doing. If you hear someone saying stop, it is for a reason. They see something you do not see. They see an issue that could potentially cause you to die or be harmed in some form or fashion. And I've seen some people completely ignore 
other people saying stop. I've had someone completely ignore me yelling stop more than one time yelling it on multiple occasions um, to the point where I was refusing to teach the person how to drive the machinery because they had hit the building twice with this machinery while we were up probably 30 feet in the air, which to me, I don't want to fall 30 feet. I don't think it sounds like a great thing to do, so... I had told the person to listen to me, and if I say to stop, you stop. Do what I want to do, what I'm like trying to tell you to do, because I know how to drive this. And I'm sitting here trying to teach you, and I purposely say, don't touch that. And you reach over, and you just touch it and hit the building, or you tip the basket, and I almost fall out of the basket. Even though I'm tied off, I still don't want to fall. That's a lot of pain, and you can actually lose your legs by falling like that if you are there for a long enough time. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of them though. It'd take me forever to list all of them. And a lot of them are actually just kind of OSHA rules too. Like just common sense. You just have to be careful, pay attention, listen, try, try your best to learn from others, even as a journeyman, because the more you learn, the better you are. And no matter what you do, like... As long as it's something you can use to improve, perfect. Okay, I like this question. This question is kind of cool. Is there like a, a sense of a, a music that uh, constructors and workers generally listen to, like in general, uh, that that you noticed that, that was played? Because I, I think music kind of goes with cultures. Um, and I don't know if there's anything in general that's accepted by majority of construction workers or people in the field. I keep saying construction workers and it's getting annoying. I don't like it. Uh, but I'm curious, uh, what, is there anything you listen to while you're at work or could you even listen to anything? So if we are allowed music, I, uh, listen to what my dad would call satanic stuff, which is just heavy metal. But <laughs> it's like Slipknot kind of heavy metal. I listen to way heavier metal than that, but I try to think of, the, of other employees or tradesmen around me. Um, most people listen to either metal, rock, or country, from what I've noticed. And it's mostly rock and country. There's some metal in it, always with the rock people, but mostly it's rock and country. I'm one of the just metal heads of the trade which is great because I also work with metal <laughs> as a base for like everything. Um, so, I mean, no, uh, a lot of people just listen to whatever's on for the most part, but it's one of those three at all times. Um, and most job sites don't allow you to listen to music. There's some that do still. And so that's all totally based on the ones that do. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then finally, uh, at the end of the day, how do you blow off steam? Like, you're just, you're just really stressed out. Uh, you, you had a hard day at work. Uh, you worked really hard. How did you just, I don't know, just chill out? Or, or did you just collapse? Because... The, you know, this is a job and that's a big part of your life, but you also do other stuff. Uh, what did you do to cope with the long hours and the heavy workload? So, un unlike a couple of people in the trade, I try to work my hardest every day. So I am an exhausted mess. So normally I will sit down and either play video games or I will pass out. Um, it's kind of rare when I pass out, but I mean, yeah, no, mostly I play games. I'm trying to actually switch that up because I need to do something more healthy than playing games. Um, yeah, I've, mostly that because that's gaming is a great way to blow off some steam. Okay. Hi, Josh. Hello. Okay. Oh man, I can't read my notes. Uh, <laughs> let uh, so, okay. We already did the intro. 
Uh, so we're just doing more questions to add more time and stuff. Um, so I wanted to ask you uh, more things. To the, one of the first things that I talked to you about was uh, the skill set kind of requirements. So I know that they do training uh, in construction work. They're like, they'll train you for a lot of the stuff that you need. Um, yeah, there's still stuff they expect you to know, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would that kind of entail? What should people expect? Just well, I mean, you should have a, at least a basic understanding of basic math. Um, get pretty good at doing it in your head. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's always a speed aspect to being in there. The, the faster you can do something, just as nice as someone else, the more likely you'll be hired. And so try to do stuff in your head because then you'll be quicker at doing it than if you do it on a calculator if you get fast enough doing it. I've been to a couple job sites where they've straight up called me to do a calculator because I'll do it faster in my head. No, I mean, the skill sets is just basic tools and basic math. Um, the rest of that comes from experience in the trade. Uh, you, you have to absolutely be quick to learn. Um, I mean, it's, it's five years till you're a journeyman. And then at that point, they expect you to be as good as everyone else with 30 plus years experience in the trade. Like, like oh, you're a new journeyman, but you will still get just, just as much trouble as if you don't do that. Um, you're supposed to be fast. I mean, it's why you're, it's, if you're going union, if you're not going union, it doesn't matter too much, I guess. Oh. Union, because union compared to non-union. Non-union I've, been, I've seen some places where some foreman will get paid 20 bucks an hour. A journeyman in the union makes around 50 bucks an hour. Oh, dang. Oh, man. I mean, I, mean, I, can, I can do the math real quick and figure out how much Jeez. that is. But oh, gosh. being a fourth-year apprentice, I am making $40 an hour. Holy Oh gosh! Oh wow! Okay. It is very much a good like. It is very much a good idea to do. Oh, I, mean, I did that instead of going to college because this is going to be my career, and I hopefully don't have to spend any money <laughs> taking the classes. Um, I mean, if you do, if you do go to the classes, you do. Like there is money that they expect, but if you work ten plus years or ten, yeah, ten or more years in the trade, they'll just completely negate it. Every year they take off ten percent of your price that you owe them, working as a journeyman. Oh, so I mean, that's really cool. But if you go to like somewhere else, you're just like, ah, whatever, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, <laughs> I mean, here's fifty grand, yo, or some something like that, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's something like if you needed to get a job or something. Uh, Dude, if you're looking for a career and you don't feel like you want to go to college, that's well, even if union construction is a very very good thing to get into. Even um, if like you're going to college or something, but you just like you need to get paid. Uh, I mean, technically, I am so so. Uh, if you just need to get paid, I would suggest going and being a material handler, which is before you become like a, an apprentice or journeyman, because you don't you don't owe them money for it. Then, um, and it's like twenty five dollars an hour. Dang, but still, but still, like, what is what is minimum wage? Minimum wage is like fifteen dollars an hour where we live, mm -hmm. so that's that's ten dollars extra from. Exactly. I mean, what's man. You know, this was originally just supposed to be for, like, other people of, like, learning, like, oh, okay, how can I help out other people that are struggling with COVID or trying to find work? But now I'm just like, hey, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this makes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I was like, wait, this, there's but, something but here. But the offside of it is there, there, there's always an offside. I mean, it's construction. Right, yeah. I mean, you're, it's yeah. going to be really tough on your body. When I'm... 30, I guarantee I'm already going to have knee surgery or shoulder surgery or something because you it's hard on your body. You're, you're on the ground a lot trying to do math on the ground to figure out the proper layout. So you're putting dots on the ground where you have to put a laser so then you can find out where the stuff is going up in the ceiling. And then you got to measure from the, from the ground up all up in the ceiling. And it's just, there's a lot of stuff you still got to do. 
but I mean, it's not, it's not that bad. I mean, Tell you just me. gotta be careful with yourself. I mean, there's some people that I guarantee will never have surgery because they are super careful with their bodies, but usually they're the first people to get paid off. Um, <laughs> because so because what, they what, don't put in the effort. But what you really need to to be careful of because you need you need to put in the effort. But there are certain things like your back and your shoulder. You said you talk about surgery, and I I want to know a little bit about just kind of what it is exactly that is the reason that you're saying that because i don't know well, i mean it's tough it. on your body like you're on your knees a lot and that wears down the cartilage in your knees so you can get your knee you can get surgery on your knees one time before you have to re, re, like replace that complete part in your knee um with something else if i remember correctly because you can only i think you can only get cartilage in one time and then you have to get it replaced it wears um, down the cartilage, like like uh, because you're. Getting, I think that's what it was. It wears down something in your knee that you can only replace one time. Um, I remember people telling me about it. My dad's had surgery on both his knees. And, I mean, I know someone who had surgery on both their knees and both their shoulders because they just pushed themselves really hard, and they were old and beat down. But that was one of the smartest, most knowledgeable people I knew. Which I know that's dumb to say it like that, but. <laughs> He's well, smart and he's knowledgeable. Well, doesn't that mean the same thing? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, being like in, in an apprenticeship, like you're still like really intelligent. I think that gets downplayed a lot with, uh, you know, maybe I mean, somebody. I also act a lot stupider than I am. I'm really good with numbers, but anything else I'm not the best with. Um, and that's what's kept me in the trade is I'm good with numbers. I'm good at catching stuff when people make mistakes. Um, that's good. Uh, I mean, and I work as hard as I can, and I show up every day. I mean, <laughs> there's always that aspect. You, you don't to... want somebody to show up. That's definitely for sure. Uh, oh, of course. I mean, you're not going to keep someone hired who goes, eh, I could show up tomorrow. Eh, I could show up an hour or two late. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, but this, now like, now we're an hour or two behind, and now we don't know what we're doing. Even this, we're now down a person. Wow. Even with, like, scheduling meetings, like, I've had to worry about you like the least even though it's been like prompt it's like hey josh uh, like in like a day or two you want to like do a zoom meeting you're just like okay and it's just like dude i'm right now i'm open to do dang near anything it's just like hey i'm i'm open i'm here and i'm i'm ready so yeah um you literally messaged me yesterday about this i was like yeah sure i'm open like this time like any day <laughs> i appreciate it uh, let me know if you ever need help promoting something as long as it's like not like a criminal line of work which you yeah hey uh hey chris you want to go rob a bank lady yeah just like just <laughs> advertise it on like instagram and social media just like like yo we're gonna go this. and rob like this bank <laughs> tune into our live stream <laughs> here's our here's our safe house we'll have graphics yeah. here's our escape car <laughs> okay so then we're gonna talk about uh mobility like within um well i mean most people just go to uh like some companies offer more than four men you're talking about like mobility like position line sorry for interrupting no it's all good because you were talking about that earlier uh positions I mean, there's foreman, there's field foreman, there's journeyman, there's apprentice, and I mean, there's more than that, because I mean, you can draft, you can be a shop guy, you can be, there's all certain things, but as pretend, or not pretend, but like, as for your job title, it's all apprentice, journeyman, field foreman, and foreman, if I remember correctly. So, I mean. And how does that work with like the hierarchy of, of like, you start out as an apprentice, right? Yes. You start out in the apprenticeship program. So you, you go and you contact, I think it was, you called them a hall. Is that, is that right? Yes. It's a hall, which so is like a, the main, the main area for our union. We have one in Everett and we have one in DuPont. What is a hall specifically? Why is it called that? Not just like a company. Is it just what a construction company is called? I sound really dumb right now, but 
the hall, I'm not, I'm not really sure why, why they call it a hall or is, is that just different from just being a company in some way? Cause it's, is it like specifically a union or? So you're so, sorry, if I understand correctly, you're talking about like companies compared to unions, right? No, I don't know what so, a hall is like and how it's different from like, it's so the, unique kind of phrase terminology there. So the union hall, which is just the place where all the union representatives and everything are. Oh, okay. uh, where they hold classes. Well, so like if a company is violating the rules, you can call it a union hall. A company, or if you get laid off, you can call the union hall to get on a list to for a company to call you and hire you. So the way the hiring works, I don't remember if we've already talked about this or not. Sorry, it's been a while. I don't think uh, so. So the way that getting hired and stuff works, you can, as, as an apprentice, you get laid off, you go to call the hall, the hall puts you on an apprentice list, and then you uh, wait. That's all you can do. As a juryman, you can, well, I mean, until you're 50, you're 50, you can solicit your own work, but. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. So you can do anything like a journeyman does. So as a journeyman, you can solicit your own work, call places to get hired, and you can go on that list. And then when you get hired, you just get taken off the list. So by like soliciting your, so when you're an apprentice, you can't just apply places being like, I'm an apprentice, I get to, you're, you're in training, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when a journeyman is like, I'm certified to do this line of work. So you talking about being a journeyman and uh, yes. when, when you're a journeyman, you can solicit your own work as opposed to apprentice, you're, you're being trained. Um, so the Okay, so mobility, um, the areas that you can go uh, within the field. You start off as an apprentice, uh, an apprentice, from my understanding. Uh, yes. And well, you, so, so the way the hall wants you to start, so the union people want you to start, is by being a material handler. So then you get a layout of what they do in this job. Uh, it is preferred. You don't need to. You could also go to college for this. As I was saying earlier, um, college, I don't know if you're going to use that previous stuff that we talked about. So I'm just going to explain it one more time real quick. And Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, so the college is all about making stuff completely by hand. From the last I talked to my dad about it, because he's on a committee that talks about what the college does. Um, well, the... The college goes over all the older stuff you do that's not really used too much anymore. So it's not the most useful thing. Um, and it's taught completely about how pretty to make some stuff, which sometimes is a really good thing. And sometimes some companies just kind of want to get stuff up in the air and make it work. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. the kind of the business they do, but that so the college thing gets you a year so so the way it starts is you get you work for a year and then you get your first pay raise as an apprentice and then every six months you get another pay raise after you get after you did your first year and it's the first year is a trial period to see if you'll actually make it or not um for the most part and then so so that's what the year is about so you get skipped that year if you go to college for it, but then you have all the college prices to pay anyways because you went to college. <laughs> Oops. Right. Uh, technically, being an apprentice, you're you're in college anyways. Technically, I'm in a college course, but like I was saying earlier, you work ten years after you graduated, you, they give you that for free because they take off ten percent every year. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that is very um, cool. It's like, hey, you did good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, being 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 a college member, people will expect more out of you, but you don't know enough to. Oh, uh, are you still there? Actually, have done that. Uh, oh, my internet connection is unstable now. That's what it's telling me. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. So, so what was the last thing you heard? Uh, we were talking about college. You're talking about um, 
they expect you to know more, but you were taught not the right stuff right away. Right. Yeah. Um, because companies can see whether or not you've been to this, that, what you have, like, however they can see, they can see your information. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, There's so an actual record there. of what you've taken, but, um, but it isn't necessarily what people care about experience and you aren't required to have a college degree by any means to be in. No. Yeah. Um, so there is a test you still have to pass. So that's why I was suggesting being a material handler because they ask you certain math questions. They ask you what parts are, they ask you this, they ask you that. Um, I didn't have to personally take that test because I'm an owner's kid. An owner can get their kid in. Yeah. Um, they have since then kind of changed that rule a little bit because now you have to have two years as a material handler and then they can let you in. What do you do as a material handler? As, uh, what, what, is it, what do you do as a material handler? Like what would you have so, expected to do? As a material handler, there's multiple versions. So as a material handler, you're in a shop, you are expected to deliver stuff, do certain stuff that, so so there's a very thin line of stuff that you're allowed to do as a material handler. You aren't, you aren't allowed to operate any machinery that is for tools, but you can operate forklifts in that. From what I understand, you can haul the material you cannot install, you cannot pick up any power tools, for that installation. So, I mean, it's like all you're doing really like, like, so I've basically the most I've worked with material handlers is out in the field. I've worked a little bit with one in the shop, the one in the shop, all they did was wait for us to make the materials, then take it out to them. They would check it off, box it, take it out and get for it to be delivered. Other material handlers from other companies that have their own shops will then deliver their stuff. And then field material handler will make sure that all of your stuff is stocked. They will bring you the materials you need. If you ask them, they will bring you uh, consumable equipment. So like drill bits, screws, et cetera, et cetera, you know, pookie, which is used to seal the ductwork. Um, I mean, they'll yeah. just bring you stuff, make sure stuff's up to stock, tell the foreman when stuff's not up to stock, bring you equipment. They will, so they're allowed to bring you the equipment. They are not allowed to use the power tools. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's so basically they 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 deliver stuff to people and you, essentially. And you do that for about 2 years. And they offload the, trucks. You do that for about 2 years as an owner's kid and then they let you in. From what I've heard, I don't know if that's actually a thing that they made go through or not. They were talking about it. Okay. I I got in at a time where I was allowed to just go in as an apprentice as an owner's kid. Um and being an owner's kid, people will treat you way differently because you're an owner's kid. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, whether, and whether or not you are working at your parents' company. I only ever worked at my dad's company for six months, and then I got rotated out through the apprenticeship. And the okay. second company I went to treated, treated me really bad in the first job site I went to because they found out I was, that I was an owner's kid, so they decided that they were going to treat me really badly. And then... So, so let me ask you this. So... Uh, I didn't have this understanding. So you can go to a materials hall and you can choose what materials hall you want to. No. So you go to the union hall, you go to the union hall. So, so if I wanted to be a material handler or yeah. if I eventually wanted to be a sheet metal worker, electrician, carpenter, plumber, pipe fitter, whatever. Yeah. I would call the hall that I wanted to go to. Okay. Right. And ask them for a material handling job through that hall. That hall deals with the companies that do that work with that stuff. So like saying HVAC, I want to go be one. My dad's company could call and go, Hey, I need a material handler. And then they can go to me that way. So to speak. Okay. So it's the place that you, the materials that you want to, that are the, the place you want to work at, style of company you want to work for or whatever. You do it that way. Um, and you you did that for, uh, well no you you didn't do that you went through your dad but, um, you would do that if for whatever field but then you you talked about apprenticeships and that you can get rotated. And I, I was curious so, about that what that means exactly because rotated means you're going to another company and it's, so then you get another experience so so what used to happen years ago like with my dad he worked at he worked at. I think three places, but the but one company he went to like his eighth month working in, 
and he stayed there for 15 years, I think it was, almost. Oh, so you don't have to change. They they give you no, the- no, no. So so that's what I'm trying to say is they they've oh, okay. changed they've changed it since then. So then you're not just stuck at one company learning learning one company's ways. Now you are rotating to at least four companies while you're an apprentice because you only rotate until your third year. So first year two times, second year two times. Every it's every six months, and then yes, so to speak, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. So now it's you rotate four to four different companies, and you get an understanding of how other companies do it. So then you can be the best employee you can be possibly because of that different experience, which is really nice to have. What is the um, what do you do after you, you're an apprentice? You, you you go through that, and then you. Uh, so you stay at that. So you rotate again. So you either rotate for a fifth time. So so at, when you hit third year, you can write a note to a, to say that to the union hall that you want to go back to a company, and then you can call someone at that company, and if that company will write you a letter to the hall or write a letter to the hall themselves, and they want you back, so you both agree, they will approve you going back to your, to one of your previous four companies, or staying at the one you were at previous, other than one that you're at then. Or you can get rotated a fifth time and just go to another company. Oh, okay. So to speak. Uh, and is there a limit so, to rotations you can do? Um, like I don't. How did you really, want to I mean, keep you can get laid off? I had one dude that was to our almost third year get laid off. Like every time we'd go to class, he would get laid off, go to another company, and get laid off again. <laughs> so. Uh. Every time we were in class, he had no job because he was honestly not the best employee. I had worked with him, and he actually got fired from the company I was working with and got kicked out of the union. So, no, he um, he didn't follow anyone's rules, just thought he was better than everyone and got let go and kicked out of the union for it. Because um, the union is supposed to be about people who believe they are supposed to be about – it's supposed to be about people who think they can get stuff done fast on a high quality. So it's supposed to be done high quality, fast, um, really well working, efficiently. I mean, that's why yeah, high quality is there. It's high quality, hard work. And that's what you're supposed to be getting when you're paying for somebody that's union is that it's somebody that you – it's supposed to be a higher class worker than non-union. Uh, and that's why you get paid more. Yes. Okay. You get paid right. more to give them a better quality and efficiency of work. Um, that's the way I've always seen it. Uh, so, that's the way the hall will also say it too. That's and not then, always true. What happens after uh, you're an apprentice? The, you go up to being... As a journeyman, so you go up to being a journeyman immediately afterwards. And what is it? Goes a pre- so the way this that goes is it would be material handler, material scale of apprentice pay increase. Yeah, so it would be material handler, first year apprentice, second year apprentice, second year second term, so second mo- or six months, second second year at least six months in, et cetera, et cetera. So third year, third year second term fourth year, fourth year, second term. I mean, it just goes up on a scale. Then it goes journeyman. Then it goes to foreman, field foreman or foreman. And then, yeah. So, so, and the part where there is not a for, like a, like a head foreman, it is always the field foreman that is the head then so to speak, if that makes sense. So when you're a journeyman, you, you, the benefits increase in that you can now go find your own work, from my understanding. You, you get paid more, you can find your own work. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, so it's just what, uh, what journeymen do that's different. That's, uh... Well, they're expected to know more. So apprentice is learning from journeyman. Yeah. Right? And then 
as a journeyman, you're expected for the foreman to go, hey, go do that. And the foreman should not have to worry too much about you doing that. Sorry, my accident knocked off my headset in the middle of saying that. Hopefully the audio is still good. No, it's still good. Um, okay. So, the, so it's just a difference. So apprentices should always be accompanied by a journeyman in theory. Towards, towards, the, uh, towards the end of your – or the beginning of your third year and on, to your, and on, you're supposed to be able to kind of be able to work on your own, but you're supposed to also have a journeyman according to the rules. So it's sort of like having a – it's like having a Padawan. Cool. that's the way you want to look at it yeah yeah <laughs> yes that's how i want to look at it um and the, the uh so after your journeyman you could find your own work so what what is what is being a foreman then a foreman is supposed to be able to run the whole thing meaning like run the whole crew okay to, and they're supposed to talk to other companies make sure you're not getting in the way of each other Supposed to plan out deliveries, plan out literally everything together. Uh, all the operating. Supposed to be able to run a job smoothly, get get a nice chunk of profit for their company. Okay. Um, yeah. You do the work. You do the contracting with uh, actual business companies, or. So you're talking about like bidding for work, right? Well, no, uh, but. But I guess that's another thing I, I should know about. Uh, is, or maybe I don't so, need to know about it. So someone bids, and then the foreman is supposed to follow that person's bidding to properly do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you don't have to worry about this until you, you get to that level of uh, increase. That's, that's just the foreman's job and stuff, right? Like, So the foreman's supposed to make sure that everything's going Okay. That's what you're trying to get at. Yeah. Everything's going well. They're supposed to lay out ahead of time for their people. So then everything goes as efficiently as possible. Uh, and then what is the fields foreman? That seems like it's the highest thing. That... No. So, so the normal foreman. So the companies I've worked for, there's field foreman, which run little portions of crews. So a field foreman is like a subversion of a actual foreman. Okay, so and, you're under, okay, so it goes apprentice uh, journey with multiple years, and then you be a foreman, and then or, or no, then you be like a field foreman potentially, which is like a mm -hmm. part of a crew, and then then so you. So so a field foreman is so if a job site's too so a foreman can only have a certain number of journeymen and apprentices working underneath them. Okay, oh, there's so many rules. It's fun. Yes, I mean, there's. <laughs> you want to look up the OSHA guidebook? <laughs> yes, I do actually now. I want to look up the OSHA guidebook. I want to be like, dude. Yeah, it's it's big. So so you know the episode of Futurama where the, the no. Democrats, remember, I was on the I was on the uh, jury that decided to keep the book on bureaucrats gray. <laughs> it's basically like that book. <laughs> oh dear. Like because because uh, he tries to tell him like, hey, this is your. Like, this is the rule that's being broken here. And the guy's like, hey, listen, I know all of this book. Listen, this book is a big book just full of rules. Oh, man. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> so many people break so many rules. <laughs> and it's oh, just not the smartest book. Uh, um, it happens. And, okay, and then uh, what I like about this is you don't really – you. We should talk about pay because I think that's really what people uh, get jobs for is that you, you want to get paid at the end of the day. Like there's lots of things that you, you want to do for a living, but that it's a functionality of, of a job is the main thing of why you're doing a service is because you need to get paid ultimately. And this seems like a very good way for people to do that. I mean, it, it's how prisoners get out and start their lives again in a, a way that's mm -hmm. that it's that you're making enough that it's tempting to not go back to crime because you can see the actual benefits of of following laws of, of functioning in society you can get a lot of things accomplished it's a good way that you recuperate so um so what is the pace scale like when you you start in as an apprentice uh 
So it's changed since I've last been in it. Because um, every every couple of years we sign a contract, and this contract um, decides like how much we gain in pay or we lose in pay. Or I mean, it just depends on what we want to really do. Um, but it's, and it's a contract between the workforce and the it's a pay between, or it's a contract between the workforce and the companies. So then everyone's happy. So you understand um, what you're getting paid. You're not, you don't have to worry about them just suddenly being like, oh no, we, we've decided we're going to pay. Yeah, them. no, they're under contract. They can't, they can't pay you anything less than what's required to pay you. And what is it generally like, uh, you said something about like $25 or something. Is that, was that referring to apprentice? No, I was referring to a referring to a material handler. It was twenty five dollars, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's right. You start as a material handler, and you're already getting. So, as an apprentice, you actually make you actually. When I first started, you actually made like a couple dollars an hour less than a material handler. Oh, wow! But you were an apprentice, so the way it went is you would lose you're acquiring a pay for the first few years. And then, or for the first year, and then you would uh, increase from there, because because the next very next raise would get you up all the way. And is it is it based on level of like how much work you're doing, or do does everybody at the same year? It's get based on hours. Oh, okay. So they can deny you a raise. Oh. Yeah. Well, they can give you a raise, so it's not just set. Because I thought. Yeah, if you have a contract, I thought that it meant that uh, that you're getting a set and then you can't get anything more. So the so the contract, they can actually pay you more than your contract if they really want to. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. If you think that you deserve it, you can call it, you can ask the company and they can pay you over scale. Oh, cool. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I like that. But now you're an apprentice and, and you're not making less than a material handler. You're making like $40 an hour. Yes. I am a, I think either 70 or 75%. I gotta look that up. And that's, is that like your third year in apprentice? So I'm a fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. Uh, how much does it increase like with year typically, like from when you start so out? And... So it goes 5%. So you start out as a here. Let me let me show you the math. I I'll I'll do the math real quick. Okay. I gotta look up and see the exact numbers because I'll give you guys exact numbers here. I am making seventy percent. Oh. So if I were to take calculator, go forty-one point fifty-two, which is how much I'm making. Divide it by. Seven journeymen are making $59.31 an hour. Dang, before, before taxes. Um, and as a fourth year times 0.45, enter you'd be making 26.70 an hour as a first year apprentice. 26 and then it increases, and then after your and then after that, it increases by intervals of five percent. And I can't remember how much. One of them jumps a lot. I think you get to 85%, and then it just jumps to 100 from 85. That's weird. Uh, and the, the percentages are, are how much of, in compared to how much a journeyman makes, right? So it's working up. Yes. To, okay, that makes sense now. I was curious about the percentages for a point. of like, what? But, but now <laughs> that makes sense. So it's, you're, you're getting a percentage of the pay of what a journeyman, journeyman. Okay. Yes. All right. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Dang. It's very incentivizing. Uh, what about like the benefits with the union? Like when could you start getting health care or, or like other benefits? I don't remember when you first start getting it, but I know you have some of the best medical you can get. So when, so when people are trying to say, oh, it's cut out medical, I'm sitting there going, no, I yes. don't want a fucking countrywide medical because my medical is better than everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pay more. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
We have some of the best medical you can get. Uh, um, can you get uh, medical insurance for like? It, what, are there things that people need to worry about with? Uh... I'm just trying to think. Like, if I were to apply, Josh, if I were to go and be like, I want to get a job where I can get, you know, health benefits. How long would I have to work for until I started seeing? Uh, like, uh, I can't remember that one. Sorry. <laughs> would it have to be like think... multiple years or? No, no. Um, I think you can get it dang near immediately. It might be after. It might be after the first year. I can't remember if it's after the first year or if it's immediate. Okay. All right. Uh, as as a material handler, or is that just as an apprentice? Uh, apprentice. I don't remember for material handling. Well, I we'll have to look it up. I never was a material handler, so I don't know how much of the material. That's true. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I, I'm curious because when when you described yourself as working with metal, here's what I imagined. I imagined, and this is totally stupid, but this is just how my imagination works. <laughs> I imagined a giant, huge roll of foil, and you grabbing it like, like, like across the room, like, like your bedroom. Like that's how long the roll of foil is, and you, you taking the foil and putting it over like an anvil, and you cutting it, and you applying this burner on it and hitting it with a hammer. You have like clamps on it. And you're just hitting this, the sheet of foil with a hammer. So you're expecting more of like a blacksmith or anything. No, um, so using when a shops, when, so, so shops, okay. right, they buy sheets of metal from people, hence the term sheet metal, because we make, because we make our materials out of sheets of metal, and they're normally 10 foot by 4 foot, and they'll take that, they'll, pla they'll put it on a plasma table, because this is like modern day stuff. Like old days, you would cut it out yourself. You would form the piece up. You would like get it ready to all put together. Then you would hammer all the pieces together or spiral. You would put it, I think there was always a spiral machine. I can't remember how they used to make, oh no, they used to make spiral through, uh, well, there was always a machine involved. So I guess that doesn't matter. Um, no, they would, uh, so nowadays they put it on a plasma table, they burn out the shape of the piece, someone would take it out, bend it up properly for you, run it through machines, send it down to a, send it down to a group of people that will, uh, that will form it and put the ductwork together. Or like, or if it's a round department, they'll send you, they'll, send, they'll form, they'll, they'll plasma cut the piece out, send it to the round department, someone will, will bend it round so you'd put it through a pair of rollers and roll it and then someone else will take it and do what they need to do with it from there it's all a productive line so you said something about a plasma cutter your job sounds yes. fun like it, it it sounds like there's a lot of cool aspects to it like you if you wanted to do it christopher i would suggest that you would go into the drafting part of it like drawing shit Yes. Oh, okay. Because I know you well enough to know that you would be really good at that, actually. <laughs> cool. But there is colleges for that, too. So if you didn't want to do the or college courses for that kind of stuff, too. I like the plasma table. I'm really obsessed with that now. You just said plasma. And I don't, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to have to look up a video at that. Uh, I think I'm imagining it's way cooler than it actually probably is. Because I'm imagining it being like you're putting it on a, a table that's made out of plasma. And I'm pretty sure that's not the case. No, it's on a table that normally has uh, bits of really thick gauge metal going across it. Oh. And there's a little tiny cutter that comes down and just kind of like welding. Oh, okay. Is, it's like but it's burning so hot it cuts through it. I oh, guess would be the best way to explain it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's actually really cool. But we talked about how you don't need to go into college. Like this is not a college thing that you... I mean, technically, technically if you're doing it here in the state of Washington, you still need to sign up for Bates College and do it like that. But it's, okay. 
So you're still signing up for college courses, but like, like I said, through the union hall, it's so like, it's not a legitimate college thing. Like I don't need to do multiple classes. It's just one class. It's an apprenticeship. You don't have to get a degree in. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, and then how do you, your line of work, like, uh, you said something called compromising. Um, it's critical thinking. Yeah. Critical thinking. Uh, the way that a project that works is you're not going to get a step-by-step process on how to do everything. You have to apply the knowledge that you learn to unique situations, right? Unless, unless I, I don't know how, how, how jobs work. Is there like a layout plan of exactly what they want you to do? So they'll always give you blueprints. If you're talking about like for work. Um, So you will always have blueprints that will put you where you need to go. Some companies don't check collisions. So that means piece stuff in the air. So like ductwork and piping could get in the way of each other. And so the critical thinking is how am I going to get around this, et cetera, et cetera. On most jobs, they, or most companies will release a little guidebook that they have for companies to follow. Most places I know say that ductwork gets the priority because ductwork is big. It's got sheets of metal. It's hard to cut down and have it fit properly. When piping, you can do that much easier because it's smaller and easier to do. Oh. So most of the time, it's piping and sheet metal that gets collided. Sometimes electricians will collide with us too but mostly it's pipe fitters or plumbers let me ask you something that this this reminds me of is this reminds me of a lot of engineering like construction and engineering seem to kind of have well well, they have unions and stuff uh although i suppose like all sorts of fields of work have unions um but you're both constructing something from my understanding uh what it, what is the difference from what between people that do construction and people that do engineering work? So engineers will design the stuff to a to their basic understanding of it, and then a sheet metal company will come in and put the proper ductwork that you need up. So so they'll design it, put like ductwork in it and checks and stuff, and then a sheet metal company will go and review that and then draw their own ideas for it. Like meaning like they would still follow like the path that the engineer has set for them, but in the shape of ductwork. So if they call for round or square in a certain spot, you round or square. And you would still follow their path that they would, that they had laid out for it, but you will make sure that none of it's colliding with the structure of the building. Cause sometimes they will accidentally collide it with parts of the building that you can't go through. Okay. And so engineers will go and make sure your building is done the way that they need it to be done. And a sheet metal company will be able to design it as close or a company or construction company will design it as close as possible while being able to follow the laws of the world, <laughs> because you can't just put a piece of ductwork through a steel beam. That's a structural steel beam. This crazy elaborate machine. And you're just like, Hmm, well, yeah, there's 36 help. turns in 20 feet. Why is that there? <laughs> Let's put one degree angle and just go straight. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't collide. Bend it as far as possible. But we'll see how close we can get. Oh. Uh, my gosh. I feel like I'm running out of questions. Uh, which I feel like is actually good because that means we got... we got a lot of time in here now, don't we? I can't tell how long we've been in the meeting. I don't remember where that I don't know. I think we, we got a lot, though. Um Thank you for coming back right. on. Uh, and oh, yeah, no problem. Talking with this. Uh, oh yeah, one last thing. Um, you got a sense of a boost of confidence through doing this, through having uh, hard work, because and and this actually helped you with dealing with depression. And I'm, I was curious about that, as because we we often talk about mental health on the podcast. Uh, my mental health was, I was just sad and suicidal for years. Um, and I used to hate myself. And then I started trying to trust myself more and not second guess literally everything I was doing while in the trade. Right. And then yeah. 
slowly through that, it started boosting my confidence the more and more I was right. Um, started learning about my rights and wrongs. Started trying to... So I made kind of a rule for myself is for every negative thought that I had, I had to have three positive thoughts. And in that process, my mind just kind of learned to start thinking more positively. So now every time I have a negative thought, my brain's like, what are you doing? And then I start thinking about positive things instead. Very and smart. that started to help me get through my depression. But it took a long time for that to start actually taking effect. Um, I mean. Yeah. But it's something that, that was helpful that worked. So it's very, it's very cool. Um, I just wanted to to ask you about that because I know you're you're feeling better now. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm much happier. And for me, it all started mostly with the work stuff because I started trying to trust myself more than I used to. Started gaining more confidence in myself, and then with that confidence, I was able to say, "Hey, I need to start being happier." And then I started. I mean, it was just all connecting together after a while. Yeah, you chose to find certain things of value in your life and valuing your own mental health and mm -hmm. setting it. So that's very cool. Um, I don't know how long. Sorry, I couldn't give a more in-depth about that. That's just kind of the way no, I no, see no. it going through. So it's, it's just it's something really simple that you can do, I think, that's helpful. Um, did we ever talk about the whole concept of uh, of values that you have and that you apply to your I think we did I think we did we, you talked about having a uh, thicker skin and not yes because some people in the job search are just me although I don't know if that's a value or if that's just something you do but I don't so I don't know why I said that but um, um, if you take offense to stuff super easily I mean nowadays they're trying to help way out or help a lot with that um, yeah. So, um, I mean, it just depends, I guess. Yeah. You have a very good work ethic. You work very hard. I can tell by how exhausted you get when you, you how exhausted you've been when you've come home and you've described like you, you will go to bed early sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. and just, um, just go home and just flap <laughs> yeah, right on the bed uh, and just pass yeah. out. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, thank you so much for being on. It means a lot to me to get a guest yeah. on, to have more content on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said before, let me know if you ever have, you do any creative content that you want to be promoted. Um, and I'd love to support you in you know, whatever way I can. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Any way that I can, even though, <laughs> even though you have a little bit more influence than I do, but <laughs> well, I'll try. All right. Uh, everybody has has, I don't know. Everybody has a way. Everyone has their own influence with other people too. Yeah. So that's All what right. you're trying to get at. Yeah. Thanks for being on again, Josh. Uh, we'll yeah, talk no about problem. playing games soon. And yeah. I don't know. Of course. Monster Hunter World or something. That's what I'm playing now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> As you're doing the interview. No, 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 no. Sorry. Not now. It's what's on my Xbox. Oh, I'm not, okay. I, I, haven't, I oh. haven't been. I promise I haven't been really you're playing. You're just playing while like, you're oh. answering questions. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 no. Well, you got the answered, so either way, even if you were. Well, no, I, I wasn't playing it while yeah. I was doing that. I was... I was literally just trying to focus on that. And then there was the one time where I got messages from people, but yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I think I've, I've thanked you like three times now, but um, yeah, no problem. You would conclude the episode. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right.